Let's see if we can get Sonic to over 9,000. It's over 9,000. What he said. On episode number 59 of the Retro Rewind podcast. Is that after he lost his tail, Goku? Podcast initialized. Mission identified. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh, I thought we were doing Dragon Ball. Auditory analysis online. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago, so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 59. There you can leave us a comment on the episode. You can find links to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can also... Find a link to support us on Patreon. Speaking of which, our reflex capacitor was augmented with Chaos Emeralds by our most generous patrons, Brian Keating, Andrew Lagreve, and Jake Arsenu. Thank you guys so much for your support. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and deliriously dizzy dasher. And I predicted that Sonic 2... Sonic the Hedgehog 2 would be a classic video game. I am joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Paul. Has not master interrupted me yet. Powers. Hi, Paul. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you for asking. Paul, my trivial question for you is, Emerald Hill was named for a town just south of San Francisco. Emerald Hill is the first zone you play through in Sonic 2. Um... And it's where the game was being developed. Yes, uh, in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, Paul, my question for you is, what is your favorite place in San Francisco that you like to go to when visiting? I think it's the Natural History Museum where they have the bones of the dinosaurs there. Oh, cool. That's a good one. Yeah. How about you? Um, Just Pier 39. Fisherman's That's Valerie's Wharf. favorite. Oh, cool. I've only yeah. been there once, but I, if I ever go back, I'd like to go there again. Yeah. Uh, what did you predict Sonic 2 would be, Paul? I also predicted that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 would be a classic. Very cool. And we are joined this time by new guest host. He's a the host of the Retro Obscura podcast and also a new host of the Genesis Gems podcast. I'd like to welcome Aaron Hickman. Thank you so much for being on the show, Aaron. Hey, guys. How's it going? Wow, well, we have a professional with us. <laughs> professional podcaster. And Sega person. Exactly. No, no uh, we're not saying the bar too high for you, Aaron, are we? Oh, no. No, yeah. it's okay. Okay. You, you design <laughs> Sega games for a living, right? So you're the... I make Sega Genesis music. Oh, that's oh. awesome. Very cool. Uh, you're the uh, main theme of the Retro Obscura podcast. It's actually uh, a song I made in a Sega Genesis music maker uh, with my buddy Dredd, who Whoa. I will mention at the end of this program. Awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. So stick around also, for that. Yeah. You also mentioned it at the beginning, so that's cool too. Two for one. <laughs> <laughs> so a few, a few questions for you, uh, Aaron. Uh, first, uh, what do you do for a living? Uh, so I am a senior consultant for CBS. Okay. So you know the uh, drug company. Yeah, I work oh, cool. for their mail order arm, and I do analysis work 
Uh, it sounds ultra boring, but it's it's fun. It's oh. good times. I get to work from home. That's the best part. So. Oh, cool. cool! You said CVS like the the pharmacy store, or CVS like the TV station? Oh no, uh, CVS like the drug company. Oh, okay. And my second question for you, Aaron, is: What did you predict Sonic the Hedgehog two would be? Oh, I had a different question. Sorry. <laughs> Definitely going to be a classic for me. Classic for you. My and, question is, what did you do with Kitos? He's always here for our games. Oh, well, Kitos, hopefully you're listening. Um, and I hope you're having an excellent trip in Japon. Oh, he's playing Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> yes. Got lost. And uh, so now we have Aaron. Cool. Yes, exactly. So maybe uh, hopefully Kitos, our game correspondent, my brother, will be back. Again, but for now, we're very lucky to have Aaron on the show. And Aaron, my last question for you, it's sort of our trivial questions, we like to call them. Uh, So Casino Night Zone was based, and you may know this already, but in case you don't, the Casino Night Zone was based on an experience of the Japanese staff working in in the U.S. who would often travel to Las Vegas. My question for you, Aaron, have you ever been to Las Vegas? I have not. I've been as close as Colorado and Arizona and Utah, but oh, never wow. to Vegas. All around it. Did you like go to the Four Corners monument thing? Stand on all four states? Uh, no, I have not, but uh, I've been all around there. I've never been inside of a casino, to be honest. That's, that's fine. You're not 21. You're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 28. Oh, cool. <laughs> Then you're seven years late, yeah. Well, yeah. let me ask you, Aaron. Is there any place in Las Vegas that you would like to visit or a show you would like to go to? Uh, to be honest, I want to visit the Pinball Hall of Fame. Oh. I know it sounds dorky. But I didn't I, realize they had that there. Yeah, I love pinball. And uh, you know what? That ties in with Sonic because the Casino Zone and the Spring Yard Zone in Sonic 1 totally having to deal with uh, pinball. With Oh, yeah. And then there's Sonic Spinball, which is just straight up pinball for straight a Sonic. Pinball, yeah. But we're not talking about Sonic Spinball. At least that's not. And obviously, we are. Target this time. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> why don't you uh, enter the coordinates for Alice so that we can get to the right time and space? All right. Alice, let's have a roundtable discussion on Sonic 2 as we go around and around the bad guys and maybe even ourselves trying to find out which direction to really go. And then uh, let's see what we've been up to lately on our new tube segment and a little surprise at the end where we get to hear another honorable mention by Aaron. <laughs> Thank you so much, Paul. Uh, Alice, you got all that? Alert. Alert. Target located. Spoilers. Incoming. Engaging retro rewind reactor. Now, when you buy the Sega Genesis that comes with Sonic 1, you'll get Sonic 2 absolutely free. Sonic 2 handles stubborn stains, embarrassing bald spots, no problem. It even slices and dices, makes thousands of julienne fries. But wait, you can play it too. This free Sonic 2 is a $54.99 value. You get two Sonics for the price of one. Sonic 2 fits easily into any tackle box. Made from a space-age polymer plastic for years of family fun. And pets love it too. Buy the Sega Genesis that comes with Sonic 1 and get Sonic 2 free. Act now. Wiener Dog Sweater sold separately. Yes. Oh, wow, that's classic. <laughs> that is I, That was one of my memories, actually. I love that. Oh, this, this ad? 
Well, yes. speaking of memories, our memory mind meld did not go according to plan this time. So instead, let's t- delve a little bit into the classic uh, age-old question of Sega versus Nintendo. Um, guys, I'm curious, when you were younger, as, as young lads, were you a Sega guy or a Nintendo guy? Let's start with Paul. Sega! I did like that commercial, but I fell definitely on the Nintendo side. Uh, Nintendo, okay. How about you, uh, Aaron? Uh, so I have to say I was both. I really? Started okay. with the, yeah, I started with the NES, and then we went straight to the Sega Genesis, and there really wasn't much of a, a gap. And then like shortly after that, I don't know, I grew up with like four other siblings, and so... Mm-hmm. You know, one of them was old enough to work and get us another system. So, <laughs> yeah. the Genesis and the Super Nintendo at the same time. So, I had the best of both worlds. Wow. I cannot say I really favored one over the other, except when it came to RPGs, which SNES had more of. But when it came to like action platformers, Sonic all the way. Yeah. Oh, and did you have the 32 bit drive or whatever that was, that enhancer? Yes. So, nice. Christmas uh, 1992, we had the Sega CD. Nice. Yeah, it was amazing. And uh, we got the 32X like two years later. Yeah. Very cool. Um, for me, I was actually a Nintendo guy. I, I did play, so, like my only experience with Genesis was a friend of mine, which I might tell a story about a little bit later uh, for Francisco's story time. But uh, a friend of mine had Genesis, and that's where I actually played Sonic 2 for the first time. Um, but I was very much like Nintendo guy. I thought Nintendo was like, the bee's knees, Sega couldn't hold a candle. So that that was me as a kid. And I'm curious, so uh, Aaron, has it continued on? Would you say you're still pretty um, platform agnostic at this point? Or? I'm, I'm platform agnostic, um, but I, I have to say I've focused more on the Genesis now because now that I'm a father, especially, I have less time to play games. Mm-hmm. And I find that with the with the Genesis, there's more pick up and play games. Oh, and that's I've a good point. Yeah. Growing a deeper appreciation for for some of the games on the Genesis. Mm-hmm. Well very cool. Uh Paul, how are you nowadays? I am Team Nintendo. Team um, Nintendo still? Oh definitely. With all the uh I love the Mario games to this day, especially the Mario Karts, the new ones, I think are just getting better and better. And mm-hmm. um what happened to Sega? Yeah. What happened to <laughs> they stopped making consoles and uh they're kind of dried up now. Yeah, I think they're joining Mario, so yeah, it's the best of both worlds. It, <laughs> at least Sonic is joining Mario in some of the games. Yeah. So that's cool. And uh for me, I would say I'm Probably actually more of a PC gamer. I do have a Wii, but I've sort of fallen out of my Nintendo love or love for Nintendo. I still like a lot of their IPs, but it's it's not like it once was. Um, but it's even better. It's, wow. Um, <laughs> enough about that. Let's, At least the graphics. All right. But that's what we remembered. Paul, will you give us the technicals of Sonic 2? All right. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, according to Wikipedia, is an 8-bit side-scrolling platform game developed by Aspect and released by Sega on the Master System and Game Gear formats. It was released only in Europe and Brazil in the year 1992. You're killing me. (laughs) What? We're covering the Sega Genesis version, Paul. Now you tell me? There's (laughs) Sonic 2 for the Master System. It was 8-bit. It different game 
<laughs> okay, fine. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is a 16-bit system, and it was developed by the I Sonic... It was a game. Is it a system? No, you're right. <laughs> Darn it! I can't get anything right. Okay, it's 16-bit. According to the, the, uh, the Sega Mega Drive cover, it's a 16-bit cartridge, <laughs> and it's a platform video game. Developed by the Sonic Team and Sega Technical Institute, mm-hmm. published for Sega. It was released in Japan on November 21st, 1992, and later in North America and Europe on November 24th that same year. Any questions? Uh, do you have any figures as to how well it did sales-wise? No. Okay. I know it sold millions of copies. That's... Well, then I I think it's probably safe to say we should give it this. Yeah, it sold over six million and keeps on selling, especially since... Uh, I just bought a copy and... Yeah, <laughs> but you'll find that out later. Spoiler. <laughs> what are the better things about Sonic 2 in our love section? So, Aaron, why don't you give us one thing you really like about Sonic 2 as you replayed it? Uh, I would say as I replayed it, it would have to be the bonus levels, especially compared to Sonic 1. Mm-hmm. It, there's something about those bonus stages that I just absolutely love. Uh, you know, you've got the sense of speed in the main game, but that nice break playing those levels, you know, I just love the half pipe. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that you can kind of spin around the screen and you're yeah. trying to collect as many rings as possible. Uh, it's just, it's really fun and the music's awesome all around yeah yeah it is really cool how did you like singing the mario starman song again princesco okay did you like those bonus stages paul yeah i got to one got his 50 rings he's like i'm out yeah yeah i know they're they're always fun i remember those being a lot of fun very cool back in the day um, I, I I thought when I did finally figure out um, how to get into one, they they were fun to play. Uh, Paul, what was something you liked about Sonic 2? Well, before we go any further, I'd like to go to Paul Power's story time. Okay, here we go. <laughs> well, actually... Um, get a cup of cocoa, children. Once upon a time... Young Paul Powers did not have a Sega Genesis, so he didn't play Sonic the Hedgehog 2 at his home. He went to friends' houses to play it Mm -hmm. and stores on display and had a lot of fun. It was actually (laughs) when he went to college that he got the CD collection of the Sonic games and played it on the PC. Oh, cool. Um, This was about eh, a little bit before 2000, Mm -hmm. so it was over 15 years ago. So most of my playing Sonic the 2 was actually on the PC with the controller for that. Cool. Do you have like a gravis pad or something like that or a sidewinder? I honestly don't remember. <laughs> I, you know, I almost feel like, okay, it's, I think some of you know this already. Paul and I were roommates in college. I almost yes. remember you having a Microsoft controller, like one of those. Yeah, I, I, I went through a couple Okay. trying to find the best it's like no man none of these are like nintendos but anyway <laughs> you only need one button that's yeah that's yeah Sonic. that's yeah. which means a lot of times i just played with the keyboard sometimes <laughs> which was not as good but still fun um so when 
when going back to play this time around, I was like, oh, I can just fire up that old PC game, you know, oh, and which really? I had planned to do. But then for some reason, my settings on my, I have an old 60, oh, not 64, um, XP Windows machine that mm-hmm. has my games. And for some reason, the setting on my game folder was locked. To make a long story short. <laughs> Too late. Thank you. Um, I wound up purchasing Sonic 2 on the Android and playing it on my phone just for kicks to really? see how how that it is on that. <laughs> it's it I was actually um well I'll talk about it later. Um <laughs> uh, but I wanted to see how you know how yeah. good it was and different it was. So um so I played it on the Android this time around on okay. the Android phone. Um, I'm curious what you guys played it on since we typically do that. What platform? Yeah, thank you, Paul. And mm-hmm. let's go to you. How did you play it this time around? Okay, so I I'll just start by saying I have a physical copy of the game, but um, I was actually playing it on the Sonic Collection on the PS3. Oh, okay, nice. Does yeah. that do, do those collections like update the graphics or anything, or are they like the original games? They're the original games, but because you're playing them on a modern TV, mm-hmm. you know, modern like widescreen TV, they come in a border, mm-hmm. or you can make them go to 16 by 9, and you can put like a blur effect on the graphics to make it look smoother. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Okay. Cool. Uh, and so I assume you just played it with a standard PS3 controller? Yeah, just a PS3 controller. It, it really didn't make too much of a difference. Yeah. It's not too much different from playing it on a, you know, a old, old school Sega controller. Mm-hmm. And I played my copy. I got it on the Wii Virtual Console and played it using the Wii Classic Controller. All right. So none of us played it on the ancient uh, Sega Genesis. Uh, Gen- Genesis. Or actually, they have it yeah. on those. It's, I've seen it like at Rite Aid where it's like a collection of 40 games. Yeah. And I you just plug it into those. the TV. Yeah. yeah. Flashback. Yeah. Yeah. Which is okay. good, but the sound on those is pretty horrible. Oh, really? Uh, good to know. The only know problem with that unit, like the emulation's pretty good, and you uh-huh. can load up your own games, but um, yeah, that's that's the main problem with that. Oh, okay. good to know. Mm-hmm. Buyer beware. All right. So something I liked about Sonic Two was I really liked the mechanic of collecting rings. And that was a way to keep you from dying. Is a little different from Mario, which is just you collect power-ups and that keeps you from dying. I, I, I definitely liked the ring thing. And also that you use them as a way to get into the bonus stages. I thought it was cool the way they, they use them in the game. Yeah, I agree. What have did you... you notice? Oh, go ahead, Aaron. Oh, sorry, I was going to say that, that ring sound. Have you ever walked into like a gas station and they play that ring sound at the cafe? Oh, yeah. Yes, they do. It's no, so annoying. I've, I've never yeah, sometimes the ninety-nine cent store has that too in their yes. register. Um, I was about to say the software sa- they're using. Yeah, huh. yeah. The sound effects I think are a little bit better in the Mario, especially as quality. It seems like it's a little more. Um, uh, I don't know what it is about. It's smoother. I don't know. It's, it's because sa- they're in. The, you're talking about Super Mario World. Um, sure. So, I don't know. Probably, Just in general, I like the sound effects. Yeah, I mean, it probably has to do with the fact that the Super Nintendo was using all samples, and the Sega Genesis only had, like, one sample channel. Hmm. And so, usually the samples in that channel were kind of low quality, hmm. uh, and they they utilized most of the other channels for the music, because you had, like, the 
five channels of, of uh, FM sound, and then you had like three channels of uh, PSG, which is like the eight bit sound. Getting too technical here, but um, <laughs> no worries. I'm sure yeah. some people are loving it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Someone out there is going, finally, they're oh addressing this. So what it basically means is some things sound a lot better on the Sega Genesis than on the Super Nintendo and vice versa. Like dance mm. music, things that are you know, more straight on like that. Uh, and, and the Sonic 2 soundtrack itself is really good, which I'm sure yeah. someone will get into. Uh, but yeah, some of the sound effects aren't quite as crisp as in like a mario game that's true well you know what that kind of fits that goes right into what i was just about to say for my next thing i liked i thought the music fit the stages really well um and the first few uh music the first few zones i just thought had awesome themes i just loved especially chemical zone that was just like primo i loved it um what did you guys think about the music though Good top notch. I like the um. It has a a fun. It, it's a fast moving game, and the music I think fits well. It's not too fast, like whatever you know, like what uh, game they is could that? have done. Um, whatever I feel like, and then. Uh, th- but I thought the music was done really well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Aaron, what did you think about the music? Uh, I thought it was amazing. Uh, each stage has just really impressive music. It has a great range. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I love how the casino zone, it sounds like that old school swing music. And then you get to like, um, I don't know. There's like one stage, like the, the first stage has kind of like a ska feel almost with the, the upbeats. Oh yeah, I can kind of uh, see that. Yeah. And, and then you've got, you know, just different moods to each uh each stage that really fit well and i think it's because you know the the composer of the first two games masato nakamura uh, is from this band called dct Mm -hmm. and sega kind of has a history of uh finding popular acts or you know musicians and getting them to to write music oh cool yeah like you think of like moonwalker with michael jackson uh in this case, they got the basis from this band called Dreams Come True, and he worked on the music, and he's a bass guitarist, and you can kind of tell there's a really mm. bass-heavy sound yeah. in this game. You know, really really neat uh, bass tracks in this, and everything just fits so well together. And I think, oh, my favorite track, one of them, is that uh, The Sky Zone. And Is that where you're going down sort of those... Um not pulleys, but the the vine platform things. Maybe. Um, so or is the, that the, a different one? Okay, so the the zone I'm thinking of. I'm sorry. The uh, what you call it? So it's like the sky chase zone. That's the the area in, in I guess Wing Fortress. That's where you're on the airplane and Tails is kind of driving you along, and it really the the music just makes you feel like you're you're floating in air i don't know the the sense that that you get from this game is great just everything just feels so unique Mm -hmm. and the instrumentation you you compare the music of this game to other games on the genesis and there's not too many games that can sound as good as this Mm -hmm. uh something on the genesis gems that we talk about is that there's kind of a dying cat sound on the Genesis. 
if you've ever played like um, the first X-Men game, you know what I'm talking about. It's okay. just it's because the tools that the composers were able to use, especially if they weren't like part of Sonic Team or whatever, mm-hmm. were kind of limited. They were oh, using okay. something called gems, and so you know everyone had access to the same sound palette. Okay, oh, so okay. yeah, some of the music in those games just it didn't sound as good, and that's. That's was sad, one of but... their instruments a, a dying cat? <laughs> uh, I guess. All right. they, they opened up Schrodinger's box, and there you go. That's right. Just crickets. Okay, that's fine. No, Schrodinger's um, cat. No, I know. <laughs> I know about the, uh, what is that? Big Bang Theory. That's where I know it from. Well, that's an old thing before then. I but... know. No, it's uh, quantum physics, basically. Yeah, so if you open up the box and the cat die, you see it die, then that answers your question. It was alive till you opened it. Poe is something you liked about Sonic 2. <laughs> I like Tails. I always like Tails. Um, oh, really? I, okay. I liked being um, the second guy, the second player on the split screen back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then have, you know, Sonic just leave me behind and then I just float in whenever. <laughs> Um, and so this time around, I liked playing Sonic. I mean, uh, Tails. You and, can choose uh, on the Android which one you play as for as one player. Yeah, you oh, can even cool. choose Knuckles. Oh, on the Android, which yeah, is weird, can, huh? No, that's cool because uh, on at least on the Genesis, you had to wait till Sonic and Knuckles came out before you could do that. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I I could only play with Sonic on my version. I think you have to. Un- oh, maybe not. Anyway, so um, I like the floating down. Anyway, yeah, I like Tails. I thought it was a good contrast. It's totally, I I guess I should say the characters, much like Sonic 1. He mm-hmm. had a wide variety of characters, design, and I liked um, Tails is just another one to add to that. Yeah, one thing I liked about Tails was you got sort of luck shots on Dr. Robotnik if he was just like following you just right. You'd get like, yeah. extra shots. But he was so annoying in the bonus levels. So annoying. Oh, I, you know what? I didn't play okay. enough bonus levels uh, okay, to so, realize that, but I'll, it sounds like he was then. Yeah, I mean, I in this playthrough, I actually beat the game. I got all the Chaos Emeralds. I beat the bonus levels. Wow. wow. I yeah. only, Just sorry to interrupt. I only got no, to the oil, the oil zone. I forget what that's called. Um, how far oh, did what, you... What is it called? It's called the... Uh, well, oh, oil, oil ocean, ocean I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, how far did you get, Paul? Are Emerald Zone 1. <laughs> no, almost as bad. I think the second level. The second where, zone uh, or the second level? Might have been the second zone. Okay, chemical plant zone? Yes. Uh, I, I, <laughs> every time I got to Dr. Robotnik, I would fall into the liquid and oh, that would kill yeah. me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where the, the platforms and, on either side kind of drop down. Yes. So I'll talk more about that in the next section. Okay. But um, yeah. But the bonus stages. So Tails is just so annoying. If you play it with Tails kind of dragging behind you, mm-hmm. the problem is there's like a split second before he follows what you do. Yeah, yeah. I and didn't so that. you kind of have to plan ahead if you try and dodge the bombs. Mm-hmm. Because collecting coins also and so sometimes his coin actually adds to your total yeah yeah and uh if if he starts getting hit by things he's invulnerable 
and whatnot, but he'll lose his coins. And then mm. suddenly when you thought you were, you know, in, in each section of the bonus stage, it says, okay, collect 50 rings, collect 100 rings. You might be at like 98 rings. And if Tails gets hit by a bomb, suddenly you have like 96 or 95. <sighs> and it's yeah. just, oh, man. you don't know how many times I replayed those bonus stages. Right. Just so I could get through them. Yeah. Oh, it, it just becomes pattern memorization after a while. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Um, what was something uh, that you liked, though? It sounded like, so Tales and bonus stages you didn't like, but what was something you uh, did like about Sonic, or something else you liked about Sonic 2? Okay, I like that even though the Sega Genesis had a limited color palette compared to the Super Nintendo with its many array of colors, <laughs> uh, this game actually looks really nice and part of the trick of it is that you notice how they have like checkered patterns mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. have a two-tone thing going on to kind of trick you into thinking there's more colors than there actually are oh cool okay and yeah, there's yeah. Neat, neat little details so you'll see like um you know all of the uh like in the first stage the grass okay mm-hmm. even some of the grass has flowers sitting on it and mm-hmm. it's just a detail and then you see like the background and it's using uh, a parallax scrolling effect yep. and so you've got like almost like nine or ten pieces of a background and all scrolling independently mm. as this really fast action's going on in the foreground. And, you know, that blast processing. So you <laughs> could go super fast to this stage. You know, the, the term that Sega Marketing came up with, which basically just means we can make this game go really fast. Yeah. And which is cool compared to some of the other games that Nintendo put out or even uh, Genesis games. It, this Sonic game has a nice fast pace to it where it feels like you're going fast but yet you can still be somewhat in control and i think there's a i don't know i think some people get the wrong idea about sonic they think oh it's all about just it's, a, it's like a roller coaster ride you're constantly just speeding along but it's no, not like there's fast sections of the game you wish in some parts but in this game like once you get to a certain point it's really a lot more platforming and like little tiny puzzle solving, and then yeah. there's like little fast sections that sh- that, that uh, swing you along or, or whatever. You know, there's loop de loops. There's um, like a, a ribbon that you kind of like flip upside down on. There's mm-hmm. lots of little cool things in here. You guys are mm-hmm. foreshadowing a lot of what I'm going to be talking about later. <laughs> um, <I'm doing> <laughs> cool, Aaron. Uh, let's go back. Uh, Paul, do you have a lot more likes, or how many about more do you have? Um, I have one more before my most favorite. Okay. Um, then Aaron, do you have a lot more? I have, you know what? I'll just, I already talked about the music. Mm-hmm. I do have one more that I'll mention. Okay. Before your most favorite thing. I guess. Oh, before my most favorite thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say the fact that they added a second player to the game, it adds a whole new dynamic mm-hmm. because it allows for you to have the, the co-op gameplay, you know, and, and the fact that Tails is invulnerable, um, that you can do competitive gameplay, it's it's really cool. And, and Tails is a nice sidekick. I honestly thought he was a girl when I was a kid <laughs> because Tails as a name it does not signify, you know, masculinity or femininity. It's just yeah. Tails. Yeah. And even then, Miles wasn't the name I heard all the time, so I was like, oh, it's a girl, like. I don't know. Wait, you didn't watch Frasier the... as a kid? Uh, I did, but it was <laughs> oh, after I played Sonic 2. That was Niles. My yeah, bad. that was Niles. Miles, I'm trying to think, was Miles a person in... Uh, I can't think of anyone. Fran? Simpsons? Fran Drescher? I don't know. Yeah, well... 
the nanny? I don't know. What have you. Yes, it was cool to have a secondary character. Um, I want to go rewind back to the thing you were talking about just before that, though. Uh, you were talking about all the ways they they made it look more graphical. Poor way of putting that. But um, sort of jumping off of that, I really liked how much detail or how much thought they gave to the animations in this uh, game. Like... It was so like when I saw like Sonic when you're like just holding still for a while, he'll tap his foot and like look yeah. down at his watch. Or yeah. even more so, and this is something they didn't have to do at all, but when you get close to the edge of a cliff, he sort of does this like like balancing with his hands. And then when you get even closer, he's like like spinning his hands wildly, trying not to fall off. Yeah. Just that type of thing is really cool. I and unexpected. It's just like really cool moments of like, wow, they really Gave a lot of thought to stuff like this, which is really, yeah. really neat. Yeah, um, which some characters are kind of a lot, you know, a lot, a lot of other games, the characters are just static. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you see it go overboard where you play a game like, if you ever played Bubsy, and oh, he's like sitting there knocking on the screen oh, and just being <laughs> so annoying. It's like he's what Sonic would become later on. It's okay. really annoying. It sounds like uh, I, I'm okay with that. It sounds like the user is annoying because he's not moving the character. I'd be annoyed too. It's like, <laughs> come on, you're supposed to move me. So you really feel for these uh Yeah. Virtual I mean, characters. it's not you're sitting there snacking and he's, he doesn't have any food because you won't move him <laughs> to collect his food. So I think if you, if you ever, guys ever played uh, Toe Jam and Earl? I haven't. I've no. heard of it, certainly, oh, okay. but... Hopefully you guys cover that sometime and talk about it. But if you let the controller sit there long enough, they'll actually fall asleep, and then the game will say, "Wake up!" and like <laughs> it'll be really loud and obnoxious, and it'll just like rattle the screen. It's it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I I actually never played Toe Jam ever, and Earl because I, I thought the idea of Toe Jam was just so disgusting that I never wanted to. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have a Genesis, so that was a part of it too, but. I just thought that was like so icky. <laughs> I promise you that character has nothing to do with the fungus. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, good to know. Um, all right. Uh, Paul, give us one more like, and then why don't you go ahead and just give us your most loved thing? All right. I will cover both since you both just talked about it. My <laughs> one thing <laughs> that I was going to say is that I like the graphics, even in the, um, on the Android version. Uh, it. I was surprised how much it reminded me of the old uh, Genesis. It, it's it's a great port. Uh, it looks mm-hmm. just like the uh, Genesis. Oh, cool! And the and the graphics are are fun. They I think they did a good job considering it's sixteen bit and everything. Yeah. It's still. Um, I think it's they the graphics were good. And then my most liked is the uh the two player option. I mean, with Sonic One, you just had just it was just one player, and then Sonic Two. It just adds a whole nother dimension to it that makes it even more fun. Mm-hmm. Well, very cool. Aaron, what's your most loved thing about Sonic the Hedgehog 2? My most loved thing has to be the spin dash. Because if you oh, ever played yeah. Sonic 1, you try It's not in Sonic 1? Mm-mm. Not in Sonic 1. Oh, no. that you thing's can do fantastic. Like yeah, you can do a run into a sliding yeah. dash. But yeah. in 2... You can kind of rev up. Yeah. You can infinitely rev up. You can, and there's just something so satisfying about that. Yeah. It's totally. like sitting there spinning and spinning and spinning and just making this cool sound effect. And, and then you can um, kill bad guys with it. You can kill bad guys with it. And you can use that technique enough. You know, you can kill bad guys just by rolling over them. And then it can help you to 
get to higher places sometimes just because this game's all about, you know, these ramps and, and jumps and, and springs that you have to hit. And having mm-hmm. that spin match is just really handy, especially if you want to get to, like, hidden bonus areas, all sorts yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. Um, sort of going right along with the, the spin dash. The thing I love most about this game, and you guys sort of touched on it before, was just the sense of speed in this game. It was yeah. amazing to me, like... When you were going fast, you were just going fast, and even emulating on the Wii, I would imagine on the actual Genesis, it was the same. There wasn't any slowdown at those fast parts, even with all these backgrounds going so fast around you. It was just amazing. The only, the only other game that I have felt this type of speed in was F-Zero. Yes, but a very specific <laughs> version of F Zero. I believe it was the the. N64 version was oh, like F0X. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, like especially when you're going upside down and stuff. So it's kind of it's, it was interesting as I thought about that that this old 16-bit game versus and this like well now still old 64-bit game were the only games where I felt that like oh my gosh this is so ridiculously fast. Um, so I really love that. Interestingly enough, when I was in the water. It would seem to like frame rate slow down, not just slow because I was in the wire, but actually like slow down because of frame rate, which was very odd to me given that it seemed to handle everything else so well. But I didn't notice that. Uh, yeah, it slowed down, but I didn't. I didn't think it was the frame rate. Well, you weren't. I just said that, uh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, Paul, you weren't in the the level after Chemical Zone where there is a lot more water. Okay, good point. Yeah, the aquatic ruin zone, <laughs> yeah. which you can oh, yeah, avoid most that. of the water in that stage if you manage to really? jump on the platforms just uh, right. The, you stay on the top of the screen. Yeah, because there's like a really frustrating part of that level where if you get stuck on the bottom, well, of course, you know, you run out of air and that scary music plays. And, oh my God, it's a scary music. Know, it's almost like Jaws, right? Yeah. And so it plays and the music gets faster and like it counts down five, four, three, two, one, and then you mm-hmm. see like Sonic just move and he just floats down the screen and yeah. uh, so you got to get man. the air bubbles and oh yeah it's so frustrating but i think the most frustrating part of that level i know you're saying it kind of slows down a little bit but it's you get to a point where like you have to go on like a uh, a loop-de-loop but it's like half of one and it kind of loops you back and you're supposed to land on top of a pillar well for the life of me i could not get sonic to land on that pillar to jump oh. to the next area uh-huh. and so i think that's Oddly enough, that's the most frustrating part of the game for me, right there. Well, we're not quite to frustration yet, though, even though I sort of opened the door. So <laughs> no worries, Aaron. That is my fault. So before we get to the things we just really didn't like about Sonic 2, uh, let's go to uh, the, your feedback and your thoughts and memories of the game. We only got one this time. And it's sometimes hard to get feedback from you guys. And even though a lot of times, sometimes you like, you guys like to give us a lot, sometimes not much. And we think that it may be like Facebook's doing. Like sometimes they'll publicize a post we send out to a lot of people. Sometimes they don't. So we've actually recently started a Retro Rewind podcast group. We call it the group experience. And uh, we're hoping, uh, we'd love for you to join it because the default setting for groups is to get notifications whenever there's a new post. 
So if you want to always hear like when we're going to be covering the next game or the next movie and want to contribute your thoughts to it, please join our group. Or and we're also going to be posting other things like little quizzes uh, every week and just fun things to spur on the community. Uh, I've seen a lot of like the Retro Obscura group is like amazingly popular, like lots of people contributing to that. So we're hoping to do have a little bit of that. No. Hey, I just signed up with your group. Oh, so well, can... thank you so much, Eric. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Um, welcome to the Retro Rewind podcast, the group experience. Next level. <laughs> the next level. Um, but a recent someone else who recently joined, Ryan, a good friend of the show, Ryan Jackson, uh, his memory of Sonic 2 was, I was not a proud owner of a Sega, dot, dot, dot. But I do remember playing the game on the demo screens at the PX. So, fellow military brat, it sounds like. Awesome, Ryan. Shout out to the PXs out there. I'm a BX guy. Thank you very much. Oh. It's all about the BX. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> hashtag PX or hashtag BX. Yeah. Let us know what you prefer. And you have no idea what, you're ta- what we're talking about. Hey, that's okay. I've been to the PX. Oh, you're a PX guy? All right. Uh, outnumbered. Right. Yeah. Apparently. All your bases are belong to us, Francisco. <laughs> well played, Paul. <laughs> All right. So, uh, um, and Ryan actually posted one more thing uh, about Sonic. He said uh, he posted an image from Jeopardy. And uh, the the answer, the Jeopardy answer was, this video game character is blue, collects rings, and goes fast. And one of the contestants said, who is Danky Kang? And the other contestant said, who is Princess Zoraldo? Zoraldo, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny. So thank you for posting that. Uh, Are those Ryan? real characters? No. That, so that was from a meme, actually. And so someone... Oh, that's not real. Uh, no, I mean, oh. think about it, it's a Final Jeopardy question, and those should be like the most simple questions. Like, je- uh, so the Jeopardy. Most simple questions. Yeah, well, I would think so. They're simple questions. Oh. But um, we're not so as Final smart Jeopardy, as you, Aaron. But okay. No, no. I mean, on Final Jeopardy, they give you like these really hard questions that you have to write the answer out for. Yeah. Well, I thought you just said it was simple. It was supposed to be simple, or it was simple. Yeah, I'm saying like most of Jeopardy are supposed to be more simple questions, oh, or simple answers that yes. you give the question to, or whatever. Yeah, I think so, you guys agree. <laughs> we're in a heated agreement. Yes. yes. But uh, no, uh, so Jeopardy just put out a video showing that they had a classic game category, and this really happened where they challenge people to a category of video game answers or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so they knocked them out. Like, so they're not as the contestants aren't as dumb about video games as we're led to believe. Okay. Well, cool. Is my point, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. So, well, regardless whether it was, it's a doctor I, no, it's meme so or not. It is... I, I posted it myself. Oh, okay. A while back. Nice. Well, thank you again, Ryan, for posting to our group. And yeah, please come and join that group. Let's go to the things that we disliked most about Sonic 2. Let's start with Aaron. What was something? What about kind of things that we didn't, that we disliked? Why all of a sudden the most? Okay, Paul, apparently you want to talk. So what's something you didn't like about Sonic 2? (laughs) What I didn't like is that I haven't played this game in a while and I (laughs) can't figure out how to make them go Super Saiyan. That was Sonic 2, right? 
Yeah. Okay, so when I was a kid, I never did it officially. Um, you could do a debug trick to unlock Supersonic. Oh, really? And uh, once you have that mode unlocked, you pretty much you get 50 rings, and you jump, and Sonic turns into Supersonic. Cool, But the okay. official way to do it is you clear all the bonus stages, which you can actually do in the first uh, stage, I'm pretty sure. If you knock it, if you get 50 rings and do all the the poles mm-hmm. um, and do the bonus stages, if you get all the gems, um, all the Chaos Emeralds, it'll say you've unlocked Supersonic. And then you can use them for the rest of the game once you get 50 rings. Oh, wow. And uh, Supersonic is really cool at first because especially early on in the game he makes it really nice because he's invulnerable oh wow he goes super fast Mm -hmm. and uh he's really helpful later on in the game you do not want supersonic so much oh really uh he can something to do with the programming of the game he can get stuck not stuck so much but like you can get to an area where you're going so fast you don't realize it and uh you jump on a wall or something, and he falls down. He falls down the level for some reason. Oh, weird. Oh. Or you, or you get to like um. What is Sounds it? like a glitch. Yeah, it could be a glitch sometimes. Sometimes it's uh, the fact that he's just going too fast. Where you're like in the oil, uh, the oil level, oil ocean, and you're supposed to jump onto an elevator, and the elevator, uh, it's just so hard to coordinate him because he's kind of. Oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Sonic but on Surge. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's supersonic. That's or super saiyan, however you want to say it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, here's what I have to say about that. Yes. Um so when I when I prepare our trivia trivial questions, I usually uh look on well for movies I look on IMDb and it turns out Sonic 2 had an IMDb page. So, I was able to find our trivia there. And peop- in my memories, I thought there was Chaos Emeralds, but then, like, I was playing through the game, and I wasn't seeing any Chaos Emeralds anywhere. So I'm like, oh, maybe it was Sonic 3 that that's when those were introduced or something like that. So I'm playing through, playing through. Then I, then I get to the point where I'm doing the trivia questions, and people are mentioning the Chaos Emeralds. I'm like, are they... Maybe they're talking about the wrong game. Maybe they're confused because I'm not seeing any. I don't know what they're talking about. And then I go to YouTube, and this one guy says, "In the first, you can unlock or unlocked su- uh, Super Sonic in f- in the first zone or whatever." I'm like, "Okay," and it's Sonic Two. Let me see this. And then I see him do the fifty rings, jump in the 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 checkpoints. Stars, yeah. yeah, and then he gets. It. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you're like where's the ring because in sonic one it's a ring at the end of each stage if you get yeah oh, okay see i didn't realize that yeah. so uh, that that was really frustrating to me that and then and then I, here i am like a few days before we record i'm like okay well now that i know i'll totally go ahead and get it because it'll be super easy no not so much <laughs> yeah definitely like you were saying before and it takes a lot of just like memorization i'm sure i could get it yes. if i played it enough but man, ugh, that was frustrating. That all this time, I had no idea that you could do that. Anyway, let's... Hey, what's even more frustrating is I knew you could. I just couldn't remember how. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yes. frustrating for me. It was just like not being able to beat those later bonus stages and having to practice over ugh, and over again. Yeah, and oh the my fact gosh. that the further you go into the game, they really hide those bonus areas or the the checkpoints. Oh yeah, 
they are mm-hmm. so hard to find once you get later in the game. So oh. like you really want to get them early on, and that's why mm-hmm. it's like it's good to clear out as many bonus stages in the first stage as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. Good to know. The more you know, Aaron, why don't you let us know more of the things you didn't like about Sonic Two? Man, I really got into it, but I think the only thing I haven't mentioned so far is the fact that Sonic's Sonic and Tails do this. They skid. Yeah. It's so frustrating, so especially oh. yeah, it's like you go so fast and it makes sense that you don't stop on a dime. But if you're used to playing like Super Mario Brothers, you can kind of just stop on a dime. Mm-hmm. Uh, on I a mean block. Sonic otherwise you die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in Sonic it's like you get get fast enough he needs like a, a tiny little window to, you know, you almost have to like turn the controller the other way just so he mm-hmm. doesn't like skid off a platform. Mm-hmm. And you notice that, especially even in stage two, where you get to like level two and there's one part where you're like speeding along and suddenly like the platform drops from under you. And then there's like a little platform that kind of goes along above the water. And mm-hmm. it's the one part where you really have to pay attention because uh, you know, if if you don't jump on that platform just right, you're gonna fall in the water and die. Yeah. So, huh? That I mean, that's huge frustration. Okay, that's I didn't experience that. I mean, I I I know what you're talking about, but it didn't seem to bother me. I, I think it's just some of the precise jumping you have to do. You get mm-hmm. used to it. But, yeah, uh, yeah. It's minor annoyance. It's nothing against the game. I'd even say. I think mm-hmm. it's it's probably what you'd call a feature. <laughs> Maybe. It's realistic. Come on, guys. Um, all right, so it doesn't sound that like there's a whole long list for from Aaron. Paul, do you have another thing you didn't like? Uh, one minor note, and this is a personal note. It's probably I'm the only person that didn't like this, but I remember when Sonic 2 came out, I thought that, or even the first Sonic, this would be a great game to emulate for a Flash game since the Flash goes really fast, but they never made it. So, phooey on them. They had an awesome opportunity. Like... Oh, Macromedia. You mean like you know, The Flash? Yeah, like The Flash, like DC oh. Comics superhero The Flash. That's so interesting that you mentioned that on Pinterest. Um, we have Pinterest boards, Retro Rewind Podcast. Search us and pin us, please. Um, I recently found someone did a, a, like a, a fan art of Sonic in the Flash costume. Oh, cool. Yeah. You no, know, there was a Flash game on uh, Game Boy. Master System and the Game oh, Boy. Really? Yeah, but uh, no, they didn't go as near nearly as fast as Sonic did. So. Yeah, That's interesting. Huh. Whatever. Yeah, whatevs. Uh, something I didn't like about Sonic was I felt like the power ups were pretty lackluster. They didn't seem all what are you like talking about. I felt they had the um like they the had star, the, coins, the force field, the, force the coins, the yeah, faster boots. Like Sonic, quite like Sonic Three, where you had like the different uh, abilities of the. The force field—is that what you're talking about? Like where mm. one was like fire and one was like water. I actually never played Sonic Three, so no. I oh, it, I was no, comparing no. it more so, to like Super Mario World or Mario in general, where there's oh my lots gosh, of different there's no Tanuki suit. Different Sonic. <laughs> no, know, he can't fireballs out of his eyes. I so. I almost felt like I just like okay the coin the ring ones I wanted to get after I knew about the bonus stage thing that you needed fifty coins, but. Before that, I was just like, eh, if I get them, I get them. I'll just go past them, though. I'm, I felt like I didn't need them. And so there, to have something that's superfluous for me is like, eh, why? Uh, they should have been more compelling. That's my opinion. 
Well, if you got hit more often, you'd want to get the more coins because the, the more coins you get hit, the you know the more they scatter, and you have a better chance of getting more coins. So, so I actually more coins. see. I actually hate that. I hate getting having accumulated this horde of rings and getting hit, and you just see them all go. I just hate that so much. I almost rather but get that hit was with one like of one your ring. likes. No, I like, I like I like that mechanic. But I still, I it's the per, like you're saying, it's a personal thing that they never did a flash one. It's a personal thing for yeah. me that like you, you do lose all, all this work. Like at just, least let me keep three. Yeah, or something like that. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but it also means that my uh, my my son, who's only four, can beat the first stage without a problem because even though you lose the rings, you can still collect a few. Yeah. Right. Whereas That's like true. in uh, in Mario, you know, you lose a power up, and if you don't get another one, you're pretty much Toast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Um, let's go back to unless you have something else that came came to mind, Aaron. Um, I wrote down one other thing. Okay. I'm trying to think. Um, the punching crab. So there's this crab <laughs> that does a punch that's so annoying once you get to the metropolis zone. Okay, I didn't get there, yeah. Has, it's another stage that has some of my favorite music. Oh, cool. Once you get there, it's all mechanical stuff. And um, you know, you're speeding along, you're going through this roll cage type thing, and you do your spin dash, and suddenly there's like this crab that comes out of nowhere and he has like a sucker punch and he punches <laughs> you and you can't spin dash into him. Oh. And so you really have to watch out for him and yeah. jump over it just right and onto him just so you can defeat him. So it's, it's part just, of the puzzle. Of the enemies are, Kind of annoying, um, but you know, yeah, part of the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned the music again, Aaron, and so I, I, like I said, I thought the first few uh, zones, the music there was awesome, and I think as the game went on for me, now I again, I only got to Oil Ocean Zone, so I didn't get all the way through, but it seemed like it got progressively. Worse. Uh, at least for my taste, progressively worse. It just became less um, enjoyable and just more, just like, I don't know, yeah, almost you. goofy or just like, oh, hum. <laughs> thank you for all the adjectives. <laughs> <laughs> Paul the Thesaurus. Um, Serendipitous. What? No. <laughs> it became so much more sanguine. Um, I Yeah, I just. It's they, pronounced penguin. They did not appeal to me for whatever reason. I, I just, and it almost took away some of the enjoyment of the stages mm-hmm. not having that music, though there is something else, which is, I'll say, for my most hated. But mm-hmm. um, so that, I, I know, Aaron, you really like the music. Paul, it sounds like you liked it. I, no, I like some I of re- it, but not all of it. Even though I only got to World 2, I remember playing it before, noticing that they basically start off with the first level with the best music, and it keeps going downhill from there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, uh, I, oh, I can't agree there. That's and fine. Yeah. Is for me, and that's fine, but for me, I used to spend hours in the sound test mode of this game just so I could hear the different music in the game, because... I knew I'd never get to the like I, I was like maybe one day I'll get to the end of this game. Oh no! I finally did, and so like I would sit there and I would try to listen to all the different music because this was way before there was YouTube or yeah, anything like that yeah, yeah. where you could see the playthroughs of the game. And what I found was, you know, the, there might be a small lull kind of in the middle where the music's not quite as good. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Oil Ocean, you know, it kind of has like a Middle Eastern feel to it. It's all right. 
but once you get to Metropolis, though, and it kind of picks up a lot to me again. Okay. Yeah, it does um, there. Yeah. Yeah, I like the song in that and Sky Chase Zone, which just has this really. Uh, it's almost like a ballad, but it's really nice. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I think it kind of picks up. Just like um, I don't know. It, you just got to hear the whole soundtrack. Yeah, and, yeah, and so my assessment isn't exactly fair because I I I wonder if I almost sort of got just into the dip and I just couldn't get far enough further into the game to come out of that. Where it kind of picks up again, like the it gets peppy again. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. What were you gonna yeah. say, Paul? And I never beat it all the way through. Um, so I may have not. I didn't hear some of the last songs, but. I do remember. Oh, let's put it this way: some of the songs weren't as good as others. I think, but there was a almost a drastic difference between how it, it was at least noticeable. Like, oh, this isn't as fun sounding as the others. So it, which I agree with Francisco, may not be like consistently going downhill. But I do remember some songs not being as good as others, mm-hmm. which I mean is a positive for those other songs because those are so good. Yeah, good point. Well, let's go ahead and get to our most hated things about Sonic Two. Let I'll go ahead and and start. I'm I'm curious what you guys think about this. So I I just sort of mentioned before how um, uh, the music was part of what I didn't like contributed to the may not liking sort of the middle stages. I actually found so I, I had to bite my tongue before Aaron when you you and Paul were mentioning this, how it starts off like lots of like speed zones and then it gets more platformery. I yeah. just did not like that. I felt like the the pace of the game just slowed down. I wanted to keep going fast and having I, I wanted them to figure out a way to have those fast places underwater become well that would have been cool too but become (laughs) like a puzzle in of themselves almost felt like um sega or sega sonic adventures and the other some of the sonic games for the dreamcast did that where you were going fast and you still had to figure out exactly where you needed to go fast to um so that's interesting because that's what i didn't like about some of the later games because i didn't like the puzzles i just wanted the fast platform well that that's why i'm saying they're able to integrate it better whereas yeah. in this one it was it seemed like it started off like lots of fast places you could just go haul butt but um but in as the, the game progressed it seemed to go slower and slower and i just i just kept wanting to go fast i don't know i think that's because there were more timed puzzle not puzzles but it was kind of like a puzzle to solve the level mm-hmm. and switches and things like that yeah yeah and like corkscrews you had to spin on yeah. Um, I think, you know, in the oil ocean zone, what's interesting to me was mm-hmm. if, I know you guys covered Donkey Kong Country a while back. Retrorewindpodcast.com slash 40. The barrels in that game, you remember how the barrels are kind of like mm-hmm. the automatic thing that shoots you around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oil ocean zone actually has some of those. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, I remember and playing so, those. You know, there's little things where it kind of automatically speeds you around. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at, right? Where you just want more sections where you can go fast and not have to worry so much about like what's going to kill me. Like, and what it's going to kind of lead into like what my major annoyance of the game is. Well, okay. Okay. Well, go, go ahead and go there. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. So my major annoyance are spikes. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I hate spikes. Yes. Yes. Especially the ones that pop up on you. They're the dream killers. 
<laughs> As opposed to the Dreamcasters. Yeah. Got it. Nice. Right. Oh, That's awesome. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Um, <laughs> Makes me want to play Sonic on the Dreamcast now. I, I miss my Dreamcast. Why did I give it to you? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say it went to a good home. <laughs> I know. I'm glad it did. But um, Paul, why don't you close us out with your most hated thing about Sonic the Hedgehog 2? Uh Basically, I have to say that um, you know, throughout the game, when you you know you get hit, you lose your coins, and so you at least still have a chance. But it's a whole different thing when the the bottom drops out on you, and you don't even have a chance. You're just dead. <laughs> <laughs> so that was annoying, and uh, it was as I now I again I play this on the Android, and I hate Android games that are um, you basically have to use the phone for a controller on the mm-hmm. screen. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, but this one is is by far the best that I've liked oh, as cool. far as the response of the controls. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not nearly as good as the controller, but I was surprised how well the controls are for the Android. So if mm-hmm. you're into that, uh, people, I'd recommend that you try it out. Okay, cool. Um, I know it's uh, <clears throat> $2.99 on Google Play right now. Anyway, um, I don't know. There was something about it where it's like, okay, I, I used three continues on this. Um, How did you get three I, continues? I could only get one. Maybe the Android starts you off with... Yeah. The Android version starts you off with more. Lucky. Um, no, because at that point I was like, you know, I'm this is so disinteresting. Oh. <laughs> I'm losing interest here. I don't. It doesn't make me want to go further. I like spending all this time... Just to have, you know, okay, I can see the pattern, and it just it just lost me mm-hmm. how easily it was to die uh, at that part. So, and what I think what annoyed me the most is that it was so relatively towards the beginning of the game rather than at the end. If you're going to have time things like that where you instantly die, it should be more at the end. But uh, that's what I found annoying. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of a brick wall. I know what yeah. you mean. Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of like this is where the real Sonic Two starts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for sharing what you hated most about Sonic. Now that we've entered all our target information into the computer for Alice, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Has Alice ever said no? I don't. Still calculating. <laughs> no, because she's awesome that way. Oh, cool. so sometimes she miss. She engages the wrong system at times. I don't know why. It's I'm cer- it's certainly not cool. my fault. Oh no. <laughs> um, but thank you, Alice, for uh, tabulating everything. Uh, so let's see. Do we have a classic, which means we would recommend this game to anyone, whether they've played it before or not? A nostalgic, they we would only recommend it to people who have played it in their youth. Or a tragic game, we would not recommend anyone go back and play this. Let's begin with our guest, Aaron. I would definitely say this is a classic game. What? Uh, that was completely unexpected. No, just kidding. Unexpected. This is Jim's podcast. No, I totally think it's a classic game that anyone can pick up and play, especially the first few stages. It does kind of ramp up in difficulty, mm-hmm. but uh, it's such a, a charming game, and mm, it's that's a good way colorful, 
and the music's really good, uh, at least in my mind. Mm-hmm. And that's that spin dash, the sense of speed. It, a lot of things were introduced in Sonic 2 that um, kind of got lost along the way now that we're up to like Sonic, was it Sonic Boom or something? <laughs> Rise of Lyric, some cheesy cartoon game thing. Sonic Burgers and Fries, I think. I... Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> Sonic 2 is, to me, the pinnacle of Sonic. Oh, okay. And if you nice. want to introduce someone to Sonic the Hedgehog, start him with this game. I, yeah. Cool. Darn it. <laughs> now I have to rethink my rating. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay. Well, rethink it fast, because you're on deck now, Paul. Okay, I was, and I still may, go this route. I would definitely say this is at least nostalgic because if you played this before and it's been a while, going back, I, it it had that nostalgic feel. It gave me a smile. I was like, oh, I remember this. Mm-hmm. This is fun. It is fun to play. Um, I don't know if it captures the um, imagination or the drive to go on and to to push through all the levels to push through all the solving puzzles Mm -hmm. so i don't know if i would necessarily recommend it to today's gamers that haven't Mm -hmm. played any of the genesis games Mm -hmm. um but if they want to play a good sonic game this is good to this is definitely up there i would agree with aaron that it's pro uh, i really like sonic and knuckles as well but um this is sonic 2 is always my go-to game for just the whole Genesis uh, and so, and what, what do I want to say? Encyclopedia collection, the whole Genesis collection. Oh, okay. Um, I this is my go-to era game, the Genesis era. Yeah, out of all the, the Genesis, Genesis games, if I had to play one, I it would be this game. So, um, it's a classic in that sense, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to all of today's gamers i don't know what i'd recommend instead but today's graphics and speeds and puzzles i think are uh, a little bit beyond this a little bit beyond this yes just a little bit a little bit yeah (laughs) still pretty fast once you get those uh, red ruby slippers you go really fast (laughs) (laughs) all right so we have a classic from aaron a I'm not even sure it's still the nostalgic or the classic ball. I think it's uh, nostalgic. Yeah, yeah it's it sounds sound like way. yeah. Nostalgic. I heard Which, nostalgic most of that. Yeah. yeah, nostalgic from Paul. And you know what, guys? I'm I'm I'm. It's hard for me too. I'm sort of in the similar boat with Paul, though. A lot of me. So here here's where I come down. I'm sort of going to talk through this because I'm not quite sure. Hopefully, maybe you, you guys will help. I. Sonic, <laughs> obviously, no. Uh, Sonic Two is how far I got in this game. I I I want to push through. I want to see those later levels. I want to get Super Sonic. I think that's so cool. I I got Super Sonic in Sonic Adventures, the first Dreamcast game, and it was so cool to get that. And I want to experience that here because I remember seeing it in magazines and thinking, "Whoa, that's so awesome!" Um, so but the levels just sort of like. Sort of like I said, I was going in that dip, and it's just got really hard. And it, it's almost like, do I really want to push through? And especially only having one continue, and it seems like it's just going to take so much time. And you know, I'm a I'm a dad with one and one on the way, so it's like, do I, and you know, I do this thing called a podcast. Do I really have the time to to play through and push through this and learn the all the 
learn the muscle was, memory for this game that I never really played much as a kid. So let me stop you there real quick before you answer, because on the Android, if there is a way, I don't know, to hook up um, a controller to the, your Android, it's called an like Ouya. Make, is that it? Is it well, make, basically makes it into like Nvidia Shield or something? You get like, like a, a Bluetooth controller, I would think. But I, I hear actually on some games. Oh really? Use your controller. Oh yeah. cool. I, yeah, I hear the with the Bluetooth. I hear there's a little bit of a lag, but oh. maybe that. I, I don't know if, how true that is. Anyway, I haven't. But um, I know the version that I have. It, it gives you, I think, ten continues, maybe more, maybe I mean maybe less. But um, you can save along the way okay, and go yeah. back to. So as a dad, you know, mm. and a busy person or whoever like myself, when I go to play this again, I have it saved and I can play with other people across the world where they have competitions. Oh, that's cool. So that's one of the good things about it. So um, but continue, then, Francisco. But then you're, you're, <laughs> you're raining an updated version of the game. You're not raining the core game. So, But it is a core well, game. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I guess I can't, I can't really make a strong case for that because speaking again of Donkey Kong Country, I, only pl- I played a Game Boy Advance port. I didn't play the original original. So. Oh. Okay, anyway. But going <laughs> off of what you have... Yeah, you know what? You know what? That's a. I think that's a strong case. Like, given given what we have in terms of technology today, it does allow a little bit more convenience for people that are a bit busier and aren't just kids that have tons of time. And yeah. this would be a game that I would definitely love to play with my daughter, mm-hmm. and I think she would have fun with it. Um, so. And I, I mean, it's certainly a game. If I had more time, I would love to get good at it. So I think because of that, those sort of factors, let's go with classic. I'm going to yes. go with classic. <laughs> I didn't Man. want this to be nostalgic, but <laughs> <laughs> I know I I got the I know Harry Field ball. <laughs> All right, so the retro rewind peer pressure wins. <laughs> the retro rewind podcast rates Sonic the Hedgehog two a disputed classic game. We'd recommend you go pick this up. It's available lots of different places. Should not be hard to find. Um, and let us know what you think if you if you pick this up on our recommendation. We'd love to hear what you think. With that, let's go to let's go back to our own time. Good old 2015. Oh, hey Marty. Um gonna go pick <laughs> and see what's new on our tube. Alice, engage that system, please. Error, no. error. Do it, Alice. Come on. Thank you. New tube systems engaged. See, she doesn't always cooperate, Paul. No. But that's between you two. Wow. Um, Aaron, uh, so th- this is the part of the show where we talk about something new, whether it's on our actual like tube, if you have an old tube com- uh, screen or computer, like a new game you're playing or a new book you're reading, anything like that. So what's new on your tube? Okay. So there's an album over on Bandcamp.com that Ooh, just got released. Yeah. A few This one time? Ago. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Not that Bandcamp. No, uh, so there's an album by my good buddy, Dredd, who I mentioned at the beginning of the show. We've collaborated on some music together. Well, he is one of the best Sega Genesis musicians around. He still makes Sega music, and it sounds amazing. And he just released an album 
on the Cheap Beats label. It's over on Bandcamp, and it's called The Next Level. And I will give you guys a link if you want to put it in the show. Yeah. Notes. Oh, absolutely. Well, very wow. cool. Even Sega doesn't make Sega music anymore. <laughs> Thank you so much, Aaron. That's awesome. I'm actually I, I'm gonna go check that out uh, next few days. Very cool, Paul. What is new on your tube? Okay, so I saw this advertisement. Um, you know how the latest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle live action movie came out when this came out. I noticed uh, a documentary being um, promoted as well. Oh, it's okay. called uh, Turtle Power. Uh, the definitive history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, really? Okay. And I was like, uh, that doesn't sound that great, you know, especially oh, the okay. covers kind of. But then I, I and I was... Uh, so this is a, a book or um, a This doc- is a, a documentary, a, documentary. Okay. A, a movie. But I was sick, you know, homesick from work one few You were homesick? I was homesick. So uh, <laughs> I went home... <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and watching these movies, and I, and, uh, I was able to rent it, you know, for, I had a free rental, and I was like, oh, all right, I'll try it out. And it's the history, just like it says, of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the creators when they first drew it to all the different, like, the cartoons and the movies and oh, everything. Really? Oh, okay. And it's a really in-depth, and, and if you are a Turtle fan and you haven't seen this documentary, I'd recommend you go out and watch it. Okay, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Have you, I'm curious, have you happened to see that, Aaron? No, I haven't seen it. I love Ninja Turtles, so I'll definitely check it out. Very cool. And it was called just... Turtle Power. Turtle Look Power. up Turtle Power documentary or Turtle Power. Yeah. The official title is Turtle Power, the definitive history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because the title wasn't long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So, Francisco. Yes, Paul. What's What's been new... On my tube, or just in general? And just in general, I've been asleep. I've been sick. Apparently, okay. <laughs> I've been homesick. Yeah. Um, uh, we're moving soon. That's something that's new. Yeah, it's so interesting, and we must be like of one mind or something, Paul. Because Uh-oh. at the library, like I went uh, to drop off some books, and my daughter was with me, and we just went to get some uh, Veggie Tales for her. And just so happened to be looking through and saw that uh, they had the first like uh, volume or first disc of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Nickelodeon's version of it. Oh, yeah. Does that enter the and shredder? No. Rise of the Turtles. Yeah, Rise of the Turtles. That's it. And, and you know what? I've been wanting to see that for a while. I've been like hoping it's on Netflix or Amazon Prime and it's not. I'm like, well, I guess I just won't see it. Um, and so I saw, oh, well, this is a perfect opportunity and maybe... Uh, my daughter would want to watch it too. She's three, but or she's almost three. Um, but she has like turtle shirts, and she can sing this song with me. It's really, it's really awesome. Um, I'm raising her right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so brought it home. I watched it myself without her, just to make, just to serve, see if it's gonna be okay. There were some scary parts, but uh, man. It is a, I've only seen the first two episodes, but it is just right up my alley. This was a oh, show good. made for Francisco. I love the, the 3D animation. The character design is great. I love how they incorporate anime elements, touches yeah. into it. Um, the only thing I don't care for is sort of the actual human 
character design mm. is something about it I don't care for. I mm. can't really put my finger on it, but but I like the turtles, the way they look, how they look, how the differences they have in each turtle, like some are taller, some are wider, the green shit. I could go on a little bit at length, and I've just started watching it. So, And I shared it with uh, my daughter, fast-forwarding through some of the scarier parts, and she she liked it, and guess what she did right after we finished it? Curious what you guys think she might have done. She's two, Ooh. almost three. Watched it again. She wanted to watch it again, but no. <laughs> that was your one guess, Paul. Aaron guesses Aaron. Some of the, uh, act out some of the moves from the show? She took her, her lovey, which is like a half, uh, like a uh, stuffed animal head to those who aren't parents, stuffed animal head on sort of like a blankie. Oh, yeah. And she spun around like a nunchuck. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It was, it was, um, I was like, oh, this is, yep, I did this too. So I was, I was both proud and like, oh no, what did I start? Um, anyway, so that's what's new on my tube. All right. Uh, so check out. What'd you think of the theme song? I liked it. I liked how it was like it, it borrowed, it was. Homage? An homage. Yes. It's a great homage to the uh early 80s or late 80s early 90s cartoon which i loved yeah um so check out a uh, dread on bandcamp um check check out the turtle powered documentary and yep. check out nickelodeon's teenage mutant ninja turtles um and we'll have the links to that in our show notes at retrorewindpodcast.com slash 59 alice now, will you please bring up the communication satellites? No. <laughs> Comsat online. Alice, that didn't sound like you. It was Receiving incoming transmission. I blew up Alice. <laughs> wow. Uh-oh, that's not good. Uh, so we don't have... We have... We, we don't have or we do have... <laughs> We Both. have pick one. You know what? We have a bunch of interaction, which is awesome, on our new group, uh, which you can find. Uh, do a search. I I don't have an exact link to it. Actually, go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash group, and that'll be a quick link to our Facebook group. So you can go there and join. We'd love to anyone listening to this. If you like our show, by all means join the group. Um, unless you don't like Facebook, in which case I understand. Don't you don't have to join it? Um, but lots of uh, cool interactions there. Uh, Brian Keen posted something. Um, uh, Paul's wife posted. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and read this now. Uh, Flashback Friday, a little quiz. Name that movie. Uh, what are you going to do? The question isn't what are we going to do. The question is what aren't we going to do? And. I have no idea what that movie's from. I'll have to think about it. You don't it. know? Well, I'm as I read you have to it. Think I'm, about it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So just fun things like that. Uh, go and check it out. Um, we haven't reviewed this movie yet. Okay, that's a good. And there's there's taxi. There's a street image. Hmm, I'll I'll think about it. So that's our Facebook group. Uh, other places uh, you can interact with us is on Pinterest. Go retro or. Pinterest.com slash Retro Rewindcast. And there uh, I post lots of retro movie art posters and iconic characters from video games and movies. Just lots of cool artwork. At least I think it's cool. Um, and one of the people that repinned, uh, whenever 
one of the people that repinned one of our posters uh, happened to be an Oblivion poster, just some uh, contemporary coolness uh, that we posted. Um, I just thanked him for repainting from our boards, and his name was uh, Paul Brumby. And he said, no problem. It was my pleasure. Keep up the great work with the podcast and the great pin and the great pin boards, too. So thank you so much, Paul. Uh, it sounds like you listen to the show. And so it's really cool to get interaction from Pinterest. I, I love that. I, I'm a fan of Pinterest, as I mentioned before. It isn't all cupcakes and, uh, and makeup, so... Yeah, uh, there's wedding dresses there too. Lollipops <laughs> too. Oh my gosh, guys! Sunshine. <laughs> uh, and then on Twitter, our friend uh, Rob uh, just one said thank you for the shout out. So we're giving you a shout out, thanking you for the shout out. So you're welcome, Rob. <laughs> and the never ends. Uh, yeah, it's like the never end reciprocal. Exactly. So that's the feedback we have this time. Uh, so now. Let's say how you can get in contact with us if you would so like. Um, Aaron, how can people from the show reach out to you? And do you have anything you'd like to promote? Sure. Okay. So you can reach me over on my main Retro Obscura page, which is just facebook.com slash group slash Retro Obscura. We've got a website, retroobscurapodcast.com. Over on Genesis Gems, same thing with the Facebook. You know, we've got a group there also. Uh, me Very personally, cool. I'm on Twitter uh, under the name Diagamblic. Which Can you spell you know, that? Yeah, so that's D-I-A-G-A-M-B-L-I-C. And that's also my SoundCloud name. So if you ever want to hear oh, okay. any of my music... That's where you can hear it. Very cool. Awesome. And Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the show. I want to say I asked Aaron super late notice. So super, really appreciate you staying up late and being on the show. It was awesome to have you. No problem. Thank you. Yeah, totally. Uh, Paul, how can people get in touch with you? And do you have uh, anything to promote? People get in touch with me by uh, reaching out to me through the electronic format or handwritten uh, letters or walk by on the street and just say a friendly hello. I'm tired of these strangers yelling at me. Um, <laughs> hey, so Master Interruptor. I've yeah, got a if you can... for you right here. Oh, oh nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, already opened and everything. So yeah. there's many ways... Uh, pauljpowers.com of course you can find uh, links to all the social sites that I belong to and catch up what I've been doing lately on the feeds there very cool thank you Paul mm-hmm. and uh, you can find me on Twitter I'm at fxruizx uh, and you can also find the show at retrorewindpodcast.com well I'll let Paul say where you can find us on the social media channels but yeah specifically on on Twitter, that's where you can find me. And I recently wrapped up a website design gig, so I have a little bit of free time, though I'm actually going to start redesigning our Retro Rewind podcast site, or that's oh, sort yeah. of on the roadmap. Uh, but if you'd like to contract me for uh, graphic design work, like you want podcast cover art done or a full website design or redesign, uh, just hit me up through our contact form at retrorewindpodcast.com slash contact and uh, just let me know Three, just say two, francisco one, <laughs> francisco i want to get some uh, design work done where your rates or what have you paul what are we going to be doing next time on the retro rewind podcast 
All right, listeners, it's the year 2015 for the recording of this podcast. We are going to go back 30 years in time. Can you guess what movie we're going to review? That's right. Get in your DeLorean and go back to Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you totally had me going. I'm like, no, Paul, that's yeah. not it. Yeah, oh, 1985, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. We're going to find out whatever happened to his bike. But until then, we would love if you share the show with your friends. And if you want to support us more, go to RetroRewindPodcast.com. Click on the links around there. And remember to vote E.T. up. Oh, my gosh. All right. Thank you so much, Paul. And uh, again, listeners, thank you so much for listening to the show. For, uh to Brian, Andrew, and Jake for supporting us on Patreon. That's so awesome. And to any of you that have less, left us a review on iTunes, really appreciate those. And whether you're just listening in your car while you're doing doing chores Nothing. in your car. No. While you're driving to and from work or just driving around or you're doing nothing laying on the floor. Uh, or in your car. Or in your car. Hopefully not laying down driving in your car. Unless you're Batman. I guess he does that. Um, but thank you for listening for subscribing and like a Pokemon we'll catch you later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast Retro Rewind mission complete proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base It slices, it dices, it even makes thousands of Julian fries. Sonic Boom!